This is the Messy Progress Podcast, and I'm your host, Adrienne Smith. Welcome to 2021. Took a couple weeks off to spend some time with my daughter. She was home from preschool for the last two weeks, and I got to be honest, I didn't really do any work. I didn't think about this podcast, or I did, and I thought about what I want to do with it, and and I, the answer is I still don't know. So in the last episode that I recorded, it was me flying solo, and what I decided was I have this concept of sharing everybody's journey about what messy progress looks like. And what I decided was at times I know that I'm going to be inspired to talk to people about how it's showing up for them and their businesses and adventures and marriages and trials and tribulations. And like what messy progress looks like in a pandemic is going to be totally different than if we weren't in this stage of how life is. And there's going to be times when I want to share stuff that's relevant to what I'm creating and producing. And so that's going to be this episode. On January 17th, I'm beginning our next 30 Days to Level Up program, and I want to invite you into it. I don't want this podcast to be a full advertisement. So I'm just going to tell you what the program's about, and then I'm going to lead you into some exercises uh, in just a couple minutes. So the 30 Days to Level Up program is just that. It's 30 days to level up your whole life, to look at your life, where you're at, where you want to go, and where you can move into action in all areas. It's not just um, do a yoga practice or meditate or um, you know clean out your cupboards and change your whole diet. It's not that, but it's actually taking a theme every single day and applying that theme to your life. So I'll give you an example. One day, a theme might be listen. So every day, you'll receive an email, and in your email will be a quote about listening. There'll be an affirmation about listening. There'll be a meditation, five minutes, recorded so that you can listen to it and about listening. And then there's inquiry questions. So the, the, what I went through in the last podcast was this, these pillars. Be where you are. Look where you want to go. Move into action. Connect with what matters most. And create just for the sake of creating joy. And that's what you do. And so... Again, back to the theme of listening, you'll have a five-minute meditation, be where you are on listening. Look where you want to go and listen, about listening. Move into action related to listening. Connect with what matters most related to listening and create for the sake of creating joy as it relates to listening. And every day there's a different theme. What participants said about this program that they really appreciated from different programs that they've participated in in the past is that even if they only did one thing on the daily email list the entire duration of the program, they felt like they succeeded. They didn't feel like I can't show, someone said, I, I, don't, I never felt like I couldn't show up to the group sessions, the group meetings, having not done the work from the emails. I just felt like I could show up and be a part of a group that was having an elevated conversation. And so that's one of the parts of it, it too, is not only do you get an email every day, we meet weekly to have a conversation about things like how did, how did the week go and um, what are you noticing related to any one of the themes. And then some of the times when we have our group meetings, there's journaling exercises to take you even deeper and get some coaching on places in your life that you want to have a transformation. So that's the program. 
And I invite you all to check out our website and the address is powerofyourown.com forward slash uplevel. So again, it's powerofyourown.com forward slash uplevel and all the details of the program and how to sign up are on there. So to go into just kind of a, to touch on a little bit of these principles and practices that I've started to put into place, this first part of being where you are, we're in a new year and a lot of times new years come with new year's resolutions. And what I've found is there is something magical about the change of the calendar from last year to this year. Something magical about January 1st as opposed to, you know, the holidays. And I don't know if that comes from just this overall cultural sense of change, whatever it is, but we're all a part of that. And I think where we miss the mark most of the times is we go right into New Year's resolutions and we're not actually taking a moment to see where we're at, to see what we got created over the last year. Um, I'm a huge advocate for vision boards and creating going forward. And I also think it's really important to see where we're at. If you're moving about and listening to this podcast or driving, I don't encourage you to go through these exercises in, in depth, um, but simply listen. And those of you that are listening to this where you can be seated and take a moment to journal, I encourage you to do that. Otherwise, just come back to the podcast and listen and answer the questions that um, are going to come up. And I'll talk through a little bit about it too. It'll be kind of like storytelling. Um, so I've compiled a, a few different ways to be where you are in a way that might surprise you. Um, sometimes there's actually action to be taken in being where we're at. And sometimes it's just sitting and kind of giving ourselves a rating. I like to take a 360 degree approach to this and look at various aspects of life. And I really want you to join me. So there's 11 different kind of parts that I've identified. There's probably more, but for right now, we'll just use these 11 to look at where you are. So being where you are right now, I'm going to start with fitness. How many minutes a day are you moving your body? And if you are moving your body in a specific way that can be measured, like running, for instance, where does your fitness stand right now? I'll give you a couple examples. So how many minutes a day are you moving your body? A lot of times uh, people like to extrapolate that they're moving way more than they actually are and we're not really honest with ourselves. My dad used to do this when he started to go to yoga classes and he would say, oh yeah, I'm doing yoga three times a week. And my mom would look at me, roll her eyes, and she'd say like under her breath, like, no, he's not. So there's like our spirit may want to be moving that much, but the reality is we're not. How many minutes a day and how many days of the week are you moving your body? To so check in with that. The second part that part of this is to measure where we're at. So I gave the example of um, like running, for instance, can be measured. How fast do you run a mile? How fast do you run a 5K? Recently, um, New Year's Day actually, my husband and I and some friends went and ran a 5K on the track. I haven't ran a 5K in probably since last New Year's. And um, I, I go into these things like, so nervous about how it's going to go and I have to perform like how I did in the past. And I'm not going to lie. It was horrible, horrible in the way of like, 
I'm not in the shape that I thought that I was in. I have been running pretty regularly a couple days a week and taking care of myself. But the reality of it was when I looked at how fast I was able to run a 5K this New Year's Day compared to New Year's Days in the past, it gave me an opportunity to be really honest with myself of where my fitness is. And while I was running around the track, mind you, I got lapped by my husband four times. I kept having to tell myself my mantra honestly was be where you are, be where you are. Because the demon that came in for me was comparison and perfection. That's always the demon that comes in for me is in looking at where I had been in the past and how fast I'd been able to run in the past. And that for me is super defeating. And so this exercise around being where you are for your fitness is not meant to be defeating. It's meant to be just a baseline for where you are. Okay, second area is nutrition and hydration. Simple. What do you have in your fridge and your pantry that deep down you know is not causing you to feel vibrant in your body? You might have to look beyond your pantry. Like, I don't know where you store your alcohol. (laughs) Wine. Um, Currently, my wine rack is empty because I've been drinking so much wine over the last couple months. And I actually only put one bottle of wine on there so that I don't get tempted to like open a second bottle if the first bottle that I had, I don't know, finished off that day. Um, there was, there's not going to be a chance of drinking anymore. Um, so where in your fridge or your pantry, is there something that deep down, you know, is not causing you to feel vibrant? Now this isn't an, again, this isn't about feeling defeated and judging yourself, but just looking in your pantry and your fridge, I mean like, yeah, that ice cream doesn't make me feel the greatest. I'm not saying get rid of it, but I just want you to acknowledge that it's there. Second question on hydration is how many glasses of water do you drink daily? If you don't pay attention, like some of us have like, oh, I'm gonna, I have to drink X number of these containers a day. But if you were just left to not paying attention, how many glasses of water are you drinking a day? And similar to the fitness question, be honest. This isn't about being defeated. This is just where you're at. Sleep. What time do you go to bed? How many times do you wake during the night? And when do you wake up? Again, no judgment. Just what time you go to bed, how many times are you getting up to go to the bathroom, and what time do you wake up? Next, your ability to be still. How would you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, where 1 is not well and 10 is rock star status, on your ability to sit still, here's the clinger, with your phone next to you without grabbing it? How would you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 to be able to sit still with your phone right next to you without grabbing it? So many times we're like, we, we have to grab our phone to answer a question. Like we can ask Google for that. So then we just grab it. And really, truly, like if we're with another person sitting at a dinner table, we don't have to have the answer to the question. But nowadays we're so easily able to access information that it doesn't, we don't even realize that we have an inability to sit still again. No judgment. Where are you if you rate yourself? Okay, now into your stuff and possessions. A lot of us have a lot of stuff. Great. We've acquired stuff. We've earned it. We deserve certain things. Awesome. But I think a really key place to look on our stuff and we don't even realize how much we have is our underwear and our sock drawer. If you look at your sock drawer, your sock bin or whatever, however you match your socks, how many socks are missing their partner? Then if you go into your underwear drawer, 
How many pairs of underwear do you have that you never even wear? Yeah, really. So the idea with this now is not to do anything about these things, but just acknowledge the status of, or the state rather, not the status, the state of your stuff and possessions. Now on to connections. If you grab your phone right now, and I'm actually encouraging you to do that, and you scroll through your phone for calls that you've made, who have you called in the last seven days that led to a conversation, whether on the phone or in person? Who have you called? Who have you verbally, with your mouth, called, not voice texted? Who have you called in the last seven days that led to a conversation? Now, I'll also add on to this, just because some of you are probably like, but I texted them and then we ended up meeting up. Okay, that counts too. But just the idea is, how many people have you called or texted in the last seven days that led to a conversation, whether in person or on the phone? So it can't be just a texting conversation. It has to be like actually with words in our mouth. Okay, moving on to adaptability. No doubt this last year has been a doozy on all of us. None of us have been able to escape the fact that we're going through a pandemic. But what's important to recognize, and I actually heard this recently on a ritual podcast, was um, that we've all adapted to something over the last year that we wouldn't have otherwise adapted to had this not happened. So looking back on this last year, in what areas have you adapted and make a list of what you've adapted to? So I'll give you an example. We started wearing, you might not have, you might not have left, ever left your house, but I'll give just an example. Started wearing a mask everywhere. Uh, I gave myself more time to go grocery shopping. Otherwise, I would not have gone grocery shopping and there wouldn't have been food in our house. Maybe you began a fitness class online because that's where they were offered. And maybe you didn't. But where have you adapted your life over the last year that you wouldn't have otherwise adapted just because of the situations at hand and the circumstances? Next, this one is kind of can raise your hackles, blind spots. What do others see about you that you don't? Now, this takes a little bit of courage. It takes um, boundaries and it takes... Yeah, it takes some bravery. Where, if you asked someone close to you, do you continually fall short? Now, everybody has expectations of us. So this is really important that you be careful here and you don't just ask anyone, but you actually ask people that want to see you elevating your life. Because let's be honest, there's a lot of people in our world that might not actually want to see us elevating our life and they want to see us crash and burn. So someone that's safe, that you trust, that wants to see you elevating your life, if you ask them, it's kind of like a bonus right here, is to ask them, where do you continually fall short for them or for your business or for your job or whatever it might be, where they really like see more for you? Take a deep breath, bring water when they're responding, and thank them for being honest if you do ask. Okay, patience. This is a really good one. When you're not taking care of yourself, where do you lose your patience the fastest? All of us have patience when we have time. All of us have patience when 
maybe not all of us, but when we're taking care of ourselves, when we have the perfect day, when we've been able to get the food, water, exercise, be around the people we want, when the day's just perfect, we have patience. But where do you lose your patience the fastest when you're not taking care of yourself? I know for me as a mom, it's immediately with my child trying to get her out to go to school. I've shared with that before on another podcast episode. Also traffic. Just simple. Don't filter yourself. Just start to make a list. Downtime. When you have downtime to think, what thoughts are the most frequent and the most common? When you have downtime to think, you don't have anything on in the background, no music, no Netflix, no podcasts like this one. What do you think about? Like what fills, what's like the the tape that's continually playing in your thoughts? There's a saying that, what is it, like 90% of our thoughts that we have every day are not new thoughts. That means 90% of the thoughts that we have are thoughts that we're continuing to have day in and day out. Which ones are most frequent, most common? And this doesn't necessarily have to be that they're negative. Um, I feel like I'm putting that out there that like they might be bad thoughts that are most common, but you might actually have a continual thought pattern that's perseverance and resiliency and like an, I can do this, I'm strong, I am capable. But what are those thoughts that are just continually going on most frequent, most common? And then the last one is review. If you had a chance to write these down, look through these questions and just observe your inner world as you're reading them. What are your body sensations and your emotions? Are there any areas with these last 10 questions, these 10 topics, that brought up more feeling than others? Truly take a moment to acknowledge where you are. Take a moment to acknowledge what you've created in your life this last year. Take a moment to acknowledge who you are right now. And if you completed this exercise, give yourself a high five. So in the spirit of this 30-day program and this kind of structure that I've been creating, that's working for me, this episode covered being where you are. Now, Some of us are like, oh my God, I don't like where I'm at. And so you might feel a little bit angsty and um, prickly that you want to get to something next. And the next episode that I record will cover looking where you want to go. We'll use the same structure that we did in this episode and these same kind of questions to look where we want to go together. Thanks for joining me. And again, I invite you all to come and be a part of our next 30 days to level up program. You can get the details for that powerofyourown.com forward slash up level. I look forward to next week. We have some great guests on the show. Have an awesome day.